The piece of music you're listening to is called Tender Moment. It's a dreamy solo piano piece which was written in response to a film music soundtrack inspired by uh, dreams and the surreal. You're listening to How I Make Music, a weekly show for music and audio producers to go behind the scenes of how to write and produce more compelling music and audio. My name is John Bartman. I'm a professional music producer and composer from South Africa, and this is How I Make Music. Right, so regular listeners of the show know that I usually break down each composition into its individual instruments. So I'll play the guitar on its own and speak about that, and then the drums on their own and speak about that. But because this week we're dealing with a composition that's just a solo piano, instead we'll be looking at the different parts of the arrangements, and I'll help you understand some of the decisions that I made while writing this piece. This week will be a little heavier on theory, and if that's not your thing, you can skip to another episode which focuses more on production techniques. Right, so let's jump into the solo piano piece called Tender Moment, starting with this opening passage. It's actually a real privilege writing this slow, sad, minor key piano because there really isn't much of a demand for sad music in production library when compared to positive and happy and up, uplifting and up-tempo music. It's great when you get an opportunity to write something a little bit more sad. So how do you make something sound more sad? Well, you add color to your chords. This song happens to be in the key of F minor, we're not going to go too deep into theory, but I will just touch on some basic ideas. F minor is this, which is an F minor bass note or root note and a chord accompanying it. Uh, one thing you could do is to introduce uh, a different color of this F minor chord. So instead of keeping it on the root and square, you could play a C minor over the F minor bass note, a C minor chord. So here is your bass note, and here is your chord. You've got this. In theory, this would be called a minor 9 chord, because you've got a high ninth note. But for all intents and purposes, this would be known as some kind of polychord, which is when you take a root note and you play different chords from that family over the root note, like I'm doing now. With a little understanding into theory and harmony, you'll easily be able to accomplish this kind of effect. So the take home here, if you're looking for more color and a bit more of a musical sound, look up polychords, which are just playing one chord over another one, over a different one. Next up in the song is a short little bridge which just allows us to finish this introduction section and progress into the meat of the composition as it were. Give the little bridge a listen. 
that final chord has the effect of really wanting to resolve or to go home. It's a C7, which is going to end up going back to F minor. This tension and release between a dominant chord and its resolving chord, its tonic, is at the heart of all soundtrack and all music composition. The following section of the song is really the meat of it. We've just finished the introduction section. It's a series of uh, augmented arpeggios which really contribute to the dreaminess and the surrealness of the soundtrack. Give it a listen. And from there, it repeats an, a number more times. Well, what you might notice about this left-hand um, arpeggio is that there are a few notes in there that sound like they're a bit off, they're a bit strange, perhaps they don't fit in, which is what gives the, them their personality and the color. They're just two chords that we're going between here. The F minor 7 and an augmented E. And that is the one that really gives it that strangeness. An augmented chord is simply a major chord with a sharp 5, meaning that just by changing one note in a regular sounding chord from that to that, you create a whole new set of expectations for the listener and this augmented sound is used quite frequently in dream sequences in films when depicting fantasy there's something a little bit off kilter about it which has the effect of undermining reality so the tip here is if you're trying to create uh, weirdness in music if there's a weird moment that that needs to be created then you can sharpen the five of a chord to that, or you can also use a minor version of the chord with major six like this. It's also got a strangeness about it. This piano piece was inspired in part by a composition for the film Waking Life, which is played by a tango quartet. I'll give you a little sample of how it sounds. Listen to the piano happening during this passage. Tango music is wonderful and as colorful as it gets. The take home here would be to listen to music that's outside of your sphere of influence. For example, if you're trying to make uh, electronic dance music or solo piano music, you should be listening to folk music and world music for inspiration because there is a richness there that you can draw on and simplify, if needs be, into your own work. So expand your musical horizons if you want to write better music. The next passage in the composition involves playing a very simple melody 
with their right hand and doubling up by playing the same notes an octave higher each time. Give it a listen. You might have heard the phrase, steal like an artist. Well, this is a great example of that. The idea of playing octaves, melodies on octaves like that, is kind of owned by Ludovico Ainaudi. He's an Italian pianist and I love his stuff. Here's an example of him playing it in a song called In Un'altra Vita. At the heart of creativity is combining separate works. It's like cooking. You add a flavor here and a flavor there, and you come up with something new. In this song, I could be credited for thinking of uh, the augmented and colorful tones that you find in tango music and combining that with the really uh, subdued style of Ludovico Ainaudi and the octave melody to create something new. One common critique that I have of music, contemporary music that's produced is that it is too repetitive. Um, compositions from the past, like really great musical compositions. If you listen to the piano of Debussy, uh, romantic era music, you'll find that they take an idea, they develop it, and then they run with the development in a new direction. I know it sounds a little bit you know, maybe a bit advanced or up in the sky, but this really is how you create work with lasting value that surprises your audience, if that's your aim. Let's give the next section of the song a listen, and then I'll explain what I've done and why I consider it to be effective. Take a listen to how I create tension by simply holding on two notes played an octave apart and going softer. Give it a listen. Shortly before the soft bridge section, there's the new development which I mentioned, that is, playing the melody in octaves, like this, to create intrigue I've held on to and expanded on this new development, this new way of playing the melody, by repeating it in the bridge, with this slow soft diminuendo. So at the heart of this technique is taking something new and then repeating it and then making it the baseline for your next moment. There's an important concept in this kind of pure composition. I would encourage you to use it in all forms of production of music. Take something which you've brought into the song, which is a new thing, and then use that as the primary building block for the next section of the song. It must be a pretty ancient technique. It works. It creates variety and it has the effect of retaining your user's attention because what was once new is now the building block for something that's coming. What is it going to be? And that question is at the heart of an engaging listener experience. Let's move on to the next and final section of the song. 
It sounds a little bit like a major or happy version of the introduction. It's got a similar combination of chords. We've got a... We've got that uh, G major arpeggio starting down on the B, and it goes to... It slips down one semitone to... the augmented B-flat arpeggio. So while it sounds happier than the original, it is actually related in terms of its structure. And so we th are thrown back to the beginning of the song, which completes a cycle in a way. You could think of the composition as being an initial idea, a development of that idea, and then a return to the initial idea in some kind of new form. And this is a format that's been widely used in Western harmony since the 18th century, apparently. <laughs> so here we are at the end of the composition with a passage that sounds like it's related to the beginning one. So the take-home here is if you're writing a piece of music which is supposed to have some kind of narrative arc or some kind of story to it, then stick to that classic formula of starting with a new idea, developing it, and then returning to the new idea in a slightly different form. In this case, I've taken the new idea and I've majorized it, I've turned it into a major um, tonality while also retaining the original augmented weirdness. And for the record, I've also shifted it up a tone from an F minor to a G major. So those are two ways that you could alter while retaining the original feeling. And then the final question is always how to end it. Well, to end it, I've thrown back right to the beginning. Remember that introduction section? Before the meat of the song kicks off, there's a really gentle, high-pitched piano part, and I've repeated that basically verbatim. Here, I'll give the final outro section a listen. I consider this to be a successful piece of music because it manages to balance repetition and variation quite nicely. It doesn't repeat, you know, ad nauseum like a lot of soundtrack music does, but at the same time it isn't uh, trying too hard to overstimulate the listener with variation. So there's a nice balance between those two and uh, yeah, I guess you could use this type of music for uh, sad moments, moments of questioning. Maybe there's a, a, a character is feeling down or once again, the interview subject that is speaking about something terrible that's happened or uh, an expository look at poor living conditions or something like that. Those would all be suitable uses for this type of music. There is, of course, also the surreal element, the dreamlike element. So... A character going down into a dreamscape or a dreamland or waking up from a dream, those would also be good uses for this, um, for this type of music. If you would like to use this piece of music in any of your work as a video producer or podcaster or anything like that, you're welcome to contact me. That is what I do. Um, so thank you once again for listening to How I Make Music. We are going to listen to the full track on its own in just a moment. But before we do that, let me say my little goodbye spiel. 
thanks for listening to How I Make Music. This is a weekly show which aims to help music producers and composers write better music. I break down an original soundtrack that I've written and I share the insights behind how it was made to help you. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can support my work by visiting my website. And as mentioned, you can download this uh, composition tender moment from my website library at johnbartman.com, J-O-H-N-B-A-R-T-M-A-N-N.com. Just go to the music page and search the library there. You can search by keyword or by genre or title, mood or instruments. So if you look up piano, then you'll find this piece, Tender Moment. There are links to download the track from there. If you have any questions, you can get in touch with me. Or if you'd like any other feedback or advice on uh, making better music, then you're also welcome to get in touch with me uh, via my website. Thanks again for listening to How I Make Music, my weekly podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time. Now here is Tender Moment, a dreamy solo piano piece which is suitable for uh, really sad moments but also has a hint of fantasy and the surreal about it uh, in its entirety. Catch you next week.